One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that taps into musical memories to get our guests to turn their storyteller knobs all the way to 11. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. My guest today is one of my oldest and best friends. Milton Evans lives in San Antonio with his wife, Kelly, and their three freaking adorable daughters, Clara, Sadie, and Mimi. He works at a job out there, something related to finance, management systems, eyewear. I'm not sure exactly. Anyway, what he does is not why I've got him here. It's who he is and the role he's played in my life. Milt grew up in Fort Myers with me. We graduated from Fort Myers High together like a quarter century ago and then some. We went to Edison Community College together for a while before he moved away. Then he came back at some point, and we had plenty more good times, including a brief stint as roommates, before he and the family moved to San Antonio a few years ago. They are back in town for a family vacation, so I could not resist the chance to apply this musical memory engine to smooth melt hay. So here we go. Hey, Milty. Hey, man. <laughs> How you doing? Good. Uh, just for starters, I just want to let the listeners know that it's highly unlikely you're going to hear the words Milt, Milton, or Mike, or Michael for the rest of this interview. So, uh, real fast, Mike. Oh, yeah. Milty, what did you just call Mike Canary? Um, you said hi. Meathead. Is that his nickname? Yes. It's been my nickname since I was in seventh grade. <laughs> we will get back to that later. Melty, what's your first musical memory? Oh, my goodness. Deepest you can go. Deepest would probably be, I don't know, maybe five years old. Uh, my mom would play the piano uh, in the afternoons right before the Cubs games. It seemed to be the, the time that we would... Uh, she would get on the piano and play. So I think that would be it. Is this still when you were up north? Yes. Where was up north before you came here? Uh, Illinois. Eureka, Illinois. Okay. And you moved here when? Uh, 81, I think. 82. Okay. So what was the musical background of your childhood? What was being played uh, around you on the radio or on records or... You yeah, know. you know, my other than the piano, my folks honestly didn't... We didn't have a lot of music in the house until I moved uh, down here to Florida. Uh, and then actually one of my uncles was uh, staying with us, and he would play a lot of a lot of blues, um, you know, just uh, stuff I had never heard before. Um, and he would always have it jamming in the back. And so that, I kind of remember that the most, honestly. Gotcha. Does the fact that you grew up surrounded by females have any influence on the fact that <laughs> – on your musical taste, you think, in life? And, and for our listeners, expand upon or every I, aspect of life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> expand on what I mean by surrounded by females. You had like all sisters, all nieces, all aunts, I, all daughters, <laughs> all right? Yeah, that's I right. I do. I do. So <laughs> that's funny. Um yeah, four older sisters, uh, several nieces, one nephew, um, but uh, quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of ladies in the household for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, when you got down here, when did you start? What were you listening to when you got here? Because I knew you sort of in middle school, but not super well. So what yeah. were you listening to during that era, like late elementary school, oh, middle man. school? I, you know, I think the cassette I remember most was, uh, and I was really excited to get, was uh, Herbie Hancock. Oh, okay. So I was listening to a little bit of Herbie. Was that like the uh, the, the Axel Foley, the the Beverly Hills soundtrack? The yeah. Do, 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 that, that was that one? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, did you ever play music, Melty? Did you? I didn't. You know, I played the recorder and I was horrible. 
Um, always wanted to. And so kind of making sure that my kids have that opportunity because, they, you know, they're sponges, right? And so my oldest is playing the viola and the other two are lined up to play the maybe the cello and the violin. So. Gotcha. So um, let's talk about the Jeepster. No. <laughs> okay. okay. So so my first like hardcore memories of Milty and music are he had a was a 1968 yes Jeepster yes green sort of bass boaty looking yes and break down the sound system for us. <laughs> oh my goodness! So I had a pull out. Right, so you could pull out the actual uh, cassette theft, drive, theft proof. Yes, exactly. Right, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, the speakers. I mean, we, we, oh, you were yeah. loud, Milton. Oh, I was. Yeah, so I had <laughs> uh, several amplifiers, uh, crossover, which I wasn't even sure what it did, but it it worked. Um, and then a nice, I think they were two punch, fifteen inch speakers, right? Subwoofers in the back. Um, and, and a nice and box that was covered in uh, outdoor green carpet. Yeah, like 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 putt putt golf. Yes, turf. yes, yes. And then some six by six by nines as well, and then some door speakers. So yeah, I was I was jamming. For and, sure. and the music you were jamming out of it was like bassy, or was it like cocktail the soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of all those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little tutti frutti. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, mixtapes. Yes. You made mixtapes, right? I figure. I, yeah. I mean, you didn't make one for me, but I figure <laughs> you figure you made them. I, I, you know, I attempted to make them. Um, whenever I asked my mom to get me something, I would be very specific about what it was I wanted. Um, and so the uh, the stereo system, boombox, whatever she got me, wasn't that great, right. honestly. So, <laughs> so but if you do, you remember making mixtapes for anybody in particular? You know what? I I just a couple, but nothing specific. Nothing yeah. specific. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. Um, can you remember the first? I got a lot of mixtapes. You got you were gifted a lot yeah, of mixtapes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember anybody who gave them to you, or do you remember like any of the stories with the associated with those giftings? I, I can't remember her name. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Um, can you remember the first time music uh, mu- moved you? You know, you're a sentimental guy. You know, like like Richard with his Old City Bar. Do you have yeah. a song yeah. that, that you can remember being yeah. like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" Oh my goodness. So, mm, you know, I think some of it was just the blues that um, I would be around, and it would just. You know, kind of almost force you to start moving, mm-hmm. right? And so I remember a few times, like really being uh, impacted by some of the stuff my uncle was playing or, or was around the house. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, we're going to move to your first song. Okay. You have the choice to tell the story, so we can hear the song through your story, or we can hear the song and you can feel the story and yeah. then tell it. Which do you prefer? Ooh. Mm. I better I better tell the story before before we hear the story okay. hear the song okay <laughs> for um, your own sake yeah yeah, yeah. pretty much yeah okay. that's, that's part of the story honestly so yeah but when you sent me a note and said what order I was like oh, I better get the sad one out of the way right um, but this whole process of trying to find three songs like it is so hard to do yeah it I really know. is I know um, it's cathartic it's you know it was it was pretty intense and i and i really didn't dive into it i was like okay let me try and then it would take me somewhere and so um you know i thought 
let me break it down in terms of time periods in my life, and that made it a little bit easier. It was like, let me think about this time period with what was happening, yeah, yeah, um, and then what song was I listening to, right? yeah, or what yeah. really impacted me during that time. So, this one, uh, which is uh, by Mazzy Star, "Fade Into You," um, I, you know, it was an early '90s song, um, but I really. I really dove into it and a couple other songs on the on the CD. When my my dad had been diagnosed with cancer and he was just not in good shape and he was you know just really fading, and so uh, this song just really uh, I don't know even to this day when I hear it I get a hot flash up the back of my neck I start to tear up like it's 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 pretty intense and so I don't listen to it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Did you listen to it in advance of coming on this show? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like too many times, honestly. Yeah. But I, um, the funny part is I told some friends about it, the, the fact that it made me react that way. And, of course, they wanted to know immediately what song it was so they could you know, play it at some inopportune time. Oh, right. You know. They could use it against you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's um, – it just – you know, the lyrics are – it's more about, you know, unrequited love. But for me, it's um, it just – not word for word what was happening, but just kind of the the circumstances and, and the f- you know, physical um, deterioration and all of those things. It was um, – it means to me a lot, and it, it will for years, I'm sure. Uh, all right, let's hear it. This is uh, Fade Into You by Mazzy Star from the 1993 album So Tonight That I Might See. We're going to listen to it for Papa Wisdom. <laughs> You know, it's interesting, Milty, because I know you really well, and I kind of figured I knew what the second song was going to, you know, the story would be associated with it. But the first one, with it being Mazzy Star, I was like, you know, I didn't didn't know where we were going. (laughs) But what it does is it illustrates how songs can have infinite meaning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I would have assumed that song was a romantic thing. But it it is just different kind of romance. Right. That's right. So anyway, um, uh, when did your dad pass away? Uh, it was uh, let's oh my gosh I'm horrible about this. Um, Eighteen years so it was two thousand. Yeah. What kind of music did he listen to? Um, a little bit of I think a little bit of country. Um, but not, yeah, really mostly a little bit of country music I guess. Gotcha, but yeah. not not a whole lot of it. No, he, no, there was not not a lot of music uh, in the house. What did he did he What did he watch? Because I remember he spent a lot of time in the living room in the chair. <laughs> but I don't really. We were always trying to get through without right. the long story right. about life, which turned out to be in retrospect the gold that we should have been digging. <laughs> but <laughs> but what what was he doing? Oh geez, uh, so I don't know how to think about it. So he he you remember the. Uh, you know, I don't know what it was, the finance channel that had the stock ticker okay, tape okay, across yeah, the bottom. Yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of that going on. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, him and I actually watched Northern Exposure relentlessly. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. You know, any interesting aside, not really what I was expecting to talk about, but real quickly, 
the original run of Northern Exposure, they were allowed to play all this awesome music, but they only had right. the licensing for it to play it during the original run. So all of the DVDs that you get of it right. has this elevator music in the background, uh-huh. and it makes it practically unwatchable if you've seen the originals. I've tried to watch oh, the, really? the DVD versions, you and can't. it's just like they walk in the bar, and it's like, you know, it's so horrible. Um what do you guys want listen to around the house? Have you guys gone full Alexa? You've got three daughters and a wife. Yeah. What are you listening to? Yeah. How much choice do you have in the matter? Oh, my goodness. So um, around the house. So I, I'm usually the one because I've tried to make it a point to play. Just have it around. Just have music mm-hmm. on, right? Mm-hmm. Just be exposed to it. So, um, gosh. Um, I, you know what? I'm close to Austin, so I'm like into indie music, and cool. so I'm trying to cool. kind of force that on them a little bit. Gotcha. Um, they're not really having it, so to speak. Right? <laughs> do they? Uh, do they like know all the words to all the popular songs, even though you yeah. don't know when they heard them? Yeah. Isn't that a weird phenomenon? It's I think crazy. they're beaming them into the kids' heads. It's yeah, it's pretty crazy when they start, you know, s- s- singing. Taylor Swift or any of those folks, word for word, it blows me away a little bit. Do you guys uh, do you go over to Austin and, and see shows? I've been to I've been to a couple shows. Um, the kids are getting older now, so Kelly and I are kind of excited. In fact, I think I'm going to try to make it over to um, ACL Fest this October. Um, there's like six or seven bands that I really want to see that are that are showing. Cool. Okay, ra- a random question from the past. I have several here. We're just going to sprinkle through. Um, do you remember what song we would have been running out to for basketball at Fort Myers High? Yeah. I figured. What, <laughs> what was it? Cameo word up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We'll, 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 that'll become relevant later in the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's hilarious. Um, and, and so what about, like, uh, can you reflect back on the basketball bus rides? Everybody had their headphones in. Yeah. It was like this weird collective, everybody listening to everything on their uh, – yeah. yeah. Just, I remember yeah. that pretty well. Yeah. No, that was uh, – that's when I really started getting some exposure to just all kinds of different music, actually. And so uh, – but it was weird, right? It's kind of like iPhone today everybody's yeah, standing around yeah. except it was all their, we had it was everybody had their cassette their walkmans <laughs> their sony's yeah <laughs> <laughs> um the the white truck that you had before the jeepster did it have really loud music too or was it more of just uh, the car than the jeepsters what had the bass no i tried for it to have loud music but it was it didn't have enough room because the gas tank was right behind the back seat the, the seat right so there wasn't wasn't space so. gotcha what was the first music that you owned Oh my goodness! Um, it ha- you know what? It had to be that Herbie Hancock cassette, yeah, because that was like gold. Yeah, and you got that? How old? Uh, maybe sixth grade. Yeah, I, you know. <laughs> um, one of the bands that popped into my head when I think of you is Toad the Wet Sprocket. Yes. Why, yeah. what, what was your relationship to them? Why do I associate you with them? Did, uh, you, just, did you, you just you just listen to a lot of them? I chose them over Nirvana, I think. They were your Moxie Fruvis. Yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, I, said I missed out on Nirvana because I was, yeah, I was walking the ocean or something. So, um, no, actually, I just really dug that band. I've probably seen them maybe 10 times. Oh, really? You know, yeah. Okay. Um, and honestly, there was a, uh, they came to San Antonio like two years ago and played in a little place uh, called Sam's Burger Joint. Um, and it was t- super – I mean, I was like 10 feet away from the guys. And, of course, they're much older now. The crowd's much older. Uh, but right. it was really, really pretty cool. And they came out afterwards and 
uh, met with the fans and shook hands, and it was it was pretty cool. So cool. Yeah, yeah, that was my that was my Nirvana. What's your top concert experience? Oh goodness, um, let's see. Well, that's a tough one. I, I'm going to have to stick with Toad. I saw them in Orlando, like in uh, late '90s. Um, the place was super packed. Um, but they let us stand on the stairs that were going up. So we were head level with the band, 15 feet away. And this is when they were in their heyday. And this is was, when they weren't old. Yes. And neither yeah. were you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just, it was really, really intense. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, it is time for song two, Milty. We are <laughs> moving down the tracks. So. Right. Um, so are we doing, uh, are we doing cameo? Uh, you had That's All Right Mama as your second song. Okay, let's do that. I mean, that. we can do... Yeah, no, no, no. Let's do... Uh, sorry, let's do... Um, uh, let's do Crude Up. So this is a uh, a blues song. Um, you know, actually, the story starts way before them because this is a, a big piece of it. So my brother-in-law, Mike Hooks, um, helped renovate the Fort Myers High School Auditorium like in the early 80s, mm-hmm. maybe maybe even late 70s. And so um, so they demoed it, um, and he came away with these two really cool antique um, speaker boxes, right? You know, if you think back, um, they would just kind of sit on the wall, right? Yeah. And so um, he gifted those to me some years later. Um, and so when I went up to school in Ohio, I took them with me. Uh, some friends and I opened up um, a coffee shop. And so we had these awesome speakers on the wall, yeah, right. right. So we had a couple of them going, and uh, this, you know, the coffee shop would just be jamming on uh, Friday and Saturday nights. And so I played a lot of uh, blues music, right? And this was one of the songs that um, it just takes me back to, you know, well, you know, being the barista and serving folks and everybody having a good time and. Um, it just, I don't know, I can't not move when I hear the song. And honestly, I think it's one song that I maybe can actually sing to and I can't sing, right? Right. <laughs> but it just makes me feel that way. Okay. <laughs> Ready to hear it? Yes, sir. All right. This is That's All Right, Mama by Arthur Big Boy, how do you pronounce it? Crudoop. Crudoop. It could <laughs> be wrong. This was this was recorded in the 1940s and then I think a couple people did it over A couple the years people as did, well. yeah. Yeah, this is Milty's second song on this episode, Three Song Stories. You should have heard Milty singing. Um, <laughs> yeah. what was the name of your coffee shop? Francesco's Gourmet Coffee. And how lo- how long was it open? Uh, about a year and a half, maybe. Is there a coffee shop there now or anything? Did somebody uh, take it and no, run with it? No, no, I think it's a pizza joint or something. And that was where Steubenville. Steubenville, right? Ohio. I remember yes. Melty's random um, random detour to Steubenville, Ohio. <laughs> it's pretty random. <laughs> it was pretty random. Um, okay, let's talk about bands that um, almost made it to your list. Is there a fourth? You know, there's some bands. Uh, there's one or band. songs. Yeah, that, yeah, you know. yeah. No, there's one band r- right now that I'm listening a lot to. It's Churches with a V. Churches with a V. Churches with a V. What does that mean? Um, so instead of the U, it's a V. Oh, right? I thought the, it was like churches space with space of oh. space <laughs> V. <laughs> no, uh, I think a lot of bands are doing that, so you can search them right, you can find right. them pretty quick. So uh, oh, that's churches with a V. Yeah, um, there's one song, "Gun," that really um, I, I just really dig. Um, but that's that's kind of the band that's on my. But rotation. as far as story songs, was there a fourth story that you wanted oh, to wedge into geez. this? Um, 
Oh, here. Can I let me look at my phone because I had them all. <laughs> okay, we can do that. Do, 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 do. Uh, Steve Miller. Steve Miller? Yeah. Which yeah. one? Uh, the Joker, right? Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's been, you know, in so many different periods of my life, right? Yeah. Um, but it took me back to working at South Point Theater at the Buck 50 Movie Theater. They yeah. played Steve Miller hour after hour after hour. Do you remember that one time that you came outside and you had like – 50 gallons of popcorn <laughs> in a bag. Yes. And we put it in the back of my cutlass. And we filled the back of my cutlass with I it. I do. I do. So good. It wasn't just me misremembering. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, okay. Um, has your music taste changed since you moved to Texas? I think you sort of answered that before. But, uh, but no, you more, know, it's uh, a different culture out there, not just because you're is. near Austin. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, what's, what's – um, what's... So everybody, you know, a lot of my friends and a lot of folks just can't believe I s- still don't listen to country. Like, right. I, I don't know who some of these folks are. Um, and so it's, you know, it's not uh, – I don't think I've taken the country more since I've been out there. I've always – But there's a lot of it around. That's oh, not yeah, just a stereotype. I mean, yeah, That's yeah, definitely no, a cultural yeah. thing. I mean, there's dance halls. There's, you know, there's um, awesome venues that Willie will come play to or Lyle Lovett. I mean, they're there, uh, you know, a couple times a year. Um but no, I mean, I've always listened to Johnny Cash and I like that kind of music, but I just haven't explored further. Gotcha. When was the last time you bought music that had a physical form? Oh, my gosh. I can't even. You mean like a CD, CD? or oh, yeah. like Toledo? I don't know, man. It's been over ten years. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. That is that is the question that stops people in their tracks the most on this right. show. They're like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. What's the la- what's the last one you remember? Um, I think it was something. Actually, I think it was the Smiths. Herbie Hancock. No, no. Yeah, I, up- I upgraded. Uh, no, I think it was the Smiths. I think. I bought a Smith CD for some reason. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you had to guess, and don't try to think of it too hard, what do you think would be on my three songs? Because we've already recorded my episode. It oh, really? just hasn't been released yet. Richard hosted it. So I have three songs. I want to see if you can get uh, one of the three, maybe. I'm horrible with song names. Like, uh, there's, uh, there's, there's, is there a Dave Matthews no. song in there? No. 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 Oh, my gosh. I don't know you very well then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry, well, it's funny because, you know, I really I really was into Dave Matthews in the early days of the internet because I was able to get all the live stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. At some point, you know, he, I just stopped Moved listening. Away. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you yeah, uh, what Dave Matthews was doing now. I think he's still making music and touring, is, but yeah. that's how unconnected I am from right. him. For me, I have to hear stories about musicians on public radio in order to know what they're doing because okay. I don't listen to much music. Right. Which is ironic being That's, the you know, person who weird. works on this show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, I reached out to the fellas to find out some data oh, on who they thought Milty's songs would be and I just wanted to let you know. Okay, so Beef, Girl yeah. You Know It's True. Oh, yeah. And Spring Love. Yes. Biff, Spring Love almost made the list yeah. too. Sorry. Biff, My Prerogative, Bobby oh, yeah. Brown. Yeah, yeah. Frosty, <laughs> Spring love, <laughs> and mine was spring love. Oh so, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I th- yeah I thought about it. I just I yeah 
that's good stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, uh, did we drive down to a teen nightclub in Naples called Babaloo's listening to Ice Ice Baby? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> did I get the name of it right? I think you did, actually. Okay, that yeah. came to me last night. I was walking around the house trying to be meditative <laughs> about my past with Melody. And that was... Babaloo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, uh, do you remember when we used to uh, skip school in the morning and go eat at the snack house? <laughs> <laughs> do I? I was downtown with the girls the other day. We went and had uh, lunch, and I was like, I have to show you this place. And so we walked by the uh, the old snack house, and I pointed Those out Those were the them. glory days, they, Melty. They were. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was when you could just leave campus, and nobody would ask you why. Yeah, right? <laughs> Don't do this at home, kids. Okay, let's move on to your third song now. What have okay. you got? All right, so it is Cameo. Word up. Okay. <laughs> do you want to hear it and then tell the story? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Well, this is uh, this is cameo. Word up. It's Milty's third song today. So when, it, when, when and where does that one take you, Milty? 1990. 1990. <laughs> Fort Myers High School. Yes. What do you got? Yes. No. So yeah, you mentioned it earlier. This That's was so the, funny. This was the um, this was the song, the intro song that we would come out to on the Fort Myers High School um, uh, varsity basketball team. So it was. Uh, I can remember standing in line outside the locker room, getting all pumped up and ready to, you know, show everybody what's up, right? Um, so it, it takes me, I mean, it literally takes me back to that, that moment in time, for sure. Was it just that senior year, or was it the year before, too? It, it might have been, I don't know, it might have been both. Jumping Joe Pisano. Jumping Joe, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I have to real quick tell your, your classic Milty story. Where he, so Milty broke his hand in high school, so he had to sit up part of the season. And so at the end of the season, during the tournament, he got put back in and had had a made a half court shot right at the buzzer uh, wait, three quarters three quarter, three quarter, three quarter. <laughs> did you have one hand or two hands when I, it I had both it was, had, I was a little gimpy you, yeah. you, had, you had one and a half hands and it was it was broadcast on television and because he had set out most of the season <laughs> the, the announcer says something like this is a day that Mike Green will never forget <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, meanwhile it's me yeah really, meanwhile yeah. it's you running around the court that's one of my favorite stealthy yeah. stories yeah. Because he'd borrowed my jersey. And they yeah, had the old he, roster. Yeah, and, they had yeah. the old roster. They had his name on the little Chiron and everything. And there's Milty jumping around. Oh, that's funny. Um, uh, do oh, that's do you play, play ball at all these days? Um, I don't, but I get I get to some Spurs Spurs games for sure. Yeah. Um, it's funny to continue the Green story. So my favorite player is Danny Green. And part of the reason is because, you know, I'm Mike Green. Yeah, right? so. no, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so um, what is an album that you will always listen to all the way through regardless of how many times you hear it? Like you will refuse to stop unless you have to. Um, you know what? There's a there's a new band actually that I've been listening to that I just I really dig every song on it, and it's a uh, uh, Sylvan Esso. Um, it's uh, they're they're called, one of their first albums that they released. Um, it's a little uh, a little I don't know a little dancey, a little wacky, um, but I really enjoy it. Sylvan Esso. Sylvan Esso, yeah. 
Okay. Um, do you have the Bee Gees belt buckle, or do I have the Bee Gees belt buckle? <laughs> <laughs> I remember it changed hands at least once. I think I gave it back to you. Uh, you I think you did, but I can't I did. find it. I mean, it. I had it for 20 years, and then I, <laughs> I, I, I saw it and thought I better give it back to you. Uh, okay. Well, I'll look for I'll, it. I'll have to look harder then, because I don't know where I how could I how can you lose a, a Bee Gees I, belt buckle? Yeah, I can't really wear it anymore. But yeah, <laughs> did you wear it? For a while? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, of course you did, and that reminds me. Me. Um, what was your deal with bowling shoes? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Speaking of daring fashion choices, yes, that's right. I actually, it's so funny. We went. I took my girls bowling just recently, and I was like, "Your, your dad had some sweet shoes like these," and they looked at me like I was just, yeah, yeah, crazy. You, you didn't have shoes like those. You had bowling <laughs> shoes, and you wore them to they high school. They were sweet, man. They were nice. <laughs> they had a size on the back of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what was uh, you know? Uh, I was at your wedding. Yeah. Um, what did you guys dance to? Uh, we don't let people choose that. For no, you don't. Songs. Kelly was my wife. Was kind of like really. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah. we uh, we uh, have a rule about that. It's no, part of our bylaws. No, but it was uh, it was Ben Harper forever. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was uh, it was a little different, you know, for a, a wedding session, but it was it was our song. Yeah. Do you have uh, uh, any lullabies that can have you know over the years with the girls? Was there anything that you had or Kelly had or you all had that came you know became lullabies? Oh goodness. I have one that I always sing to the kids, but um, is it something you made? Uh, no, I, oh, it's not a multi original. No, it's not. It's yeah, it's I don't. I, I mean, I I probably put in some extra lines, but not an original. No, no. Oh, come on! You can't sing a little bit for us. <laughs> uh, you you want to hear it? I want to hear. Oh it. my god! <clears throat> all right. Um, it's probably not original at all. But um, ready? Yeah. Uh, Pork and beans, pork and beans, good old pork and beans, cornbread and buttermilk and good old pork and beans. Last night while I was sleeping, I looked upon the wall. The cockroaches and bedbugs were playing a game of ball. Hey! I love it. It's been it, immortalized. Right? Uh, they, oh, like, they think I'm crazy oh, and it's gross. Oh, of course they think and... you're crazy, and now they're going to hear this and think you're even crazier. <laughs> um, uh, real quick, we're, we're sort of coming up to the end of our arc here, but I yeah. want to reflect on the uh, fresh and clean video that we crafted oh. for Murray. <laughs> Can you tell a little bit of a story about that? Oh, my gosh. That's right. Uh, no, we. I had a good friend uh, that moved, was moving out to. Uh, I think he was moving out to Colorado at that point in time. It was my roommate at the time, and we had a, we had a kind of a scary apartment down on quirky. McGregor. It was quirky. Yeah, I guess you could say. It my wife called it scary. Well we, stocked for with from consignment shops. Yes, yes, overly yes. stocked. <laughs> yes. almost consignment shop like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I had a coffee table that had a built-in fan, like you know. Yeah, was, yeah. Um, well, you had a. a, a Giant ashtray that hanged from the ceiling that was filled with candy. Yes, right. I mean, <laughs> uh, so we took a video of uh, of the uh, of all those uh, little uh, different elements in the apartment and put it together. It was kind of going to be like a hey, don't forget this time. Yeah, um, and then you. Uh, you did some fresh and clean over the top of it. Yeah, who's fresh and clean? That's Outcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that's funny. I think when we made that, it was still a world where you had to mail that to him on like a tape. You know, we were that was pre YouTube, right? Right. Uh, but I think, 
I don't know. I think it's on my YouTube channel. It's still if anybody on there. out there wants to check. <laughs> oh, uh, man. That old bueno. <laughs> uh, is there a, uh, a song that you will always turn off if, uh, if it comes on the radio for whatever reason? I don't, I don't hate that much, Mike. No. Uh-uh. And the, none that have emotional um, baggage? Um. No, not really. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not. You're just too too soft-hearted. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Did you guys have a, a, a version of the birthday song that you had to sing at Bennigan's? Uh, yes, but I do not recall. <laughs> but you participated in it quite a yes, few times. Yes, I did. I would think yeah. so. Okay, okay. Um, uh, uh, last question. Um, uh, what have I forgotten to ask you, Milty? I'm sure there's something that you figured was coming and it didn't. No, you know, there was, no, there was one thing that I kind of wanted to talk about because it kind of reared its head as I was, um, you know, kind of going through this process. But um, not only does you know, music spur things for me, but also smell. So, for instance, Cameo Word Up, uh, after the games, because we didn't play all that much, I didn't really have to shower. I just put on a bunch of Liz Claiborne. Yeah. Like, if I smell Liz Claiborne and Cameo Word Up at the same time, it's just, whatever. I'm in a whole different decade, right? (laughs) Um, But, no, I have a a friend or, I guess, contemporary that – use that as she traveled the world like she would go different countries and buy a specific perfume and wear it while she was there right you're right and then you know great self-awareness and you know so she pavloved herself right so years later she'd be able to take herself back in in really kind of a visceral way with with smell that's fascinating right i wish i knew that i wish i would have been smart enough to think of that years ago uh any final thoughts no man this has been this has been great i appreciate it thanks for being so great melty yeah all right we make three song stories in the wgcu studios at florida gulf coast university richard chin is the show's co-creator and producer tara calligan is our online content producer chris duffus is our executive producer our groovy theme music was created by dave 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 cowan and stick martin at monkey house studio in st pete before this week's parting tune i just want to mention that we've got some exciting news we're scheming our first live recording of three song stories in the theater at big arts on sanibel island during the sanibel island writers conference I'll be joined on stage by three of the conference presenters, whose names will for now remain anonymous. This year's conference is November 8th through 11th. We'll be doing our thing that Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. It'll be the last formal session of the day before the break, before that evening's cocktail hour. There are still slots available for the conference if you're interested and aren't listening to this three years from now. Just do some Googling to learn more. For this week's parting tune, I'm back in the Jeepster with Melty in 1989 or so. Like I said, during our interview, he had quite a sound system in this old beast, capable of attracting attention from hundreds of yards away if he was so inclined, which he often was. And like I alluded to during our chat, it wasn't necessarily always the kind of music you might expect from such a sound setup. Yes, Milty blasted his share of Stevie B's Spring Love, or Bobby Brown's My Prerogative, or Belle Biv DeVoe's Poison. Now, remember all of this being blasted by Milty, who looked an awful lot like a tall, skinny Ricky Schroeder with a surfer dude haircut who had mad moves on the basketball court. But it was more likely that he would be jamming the soundtrack to the movie Cocktail on repeat. If you're not familiar with that track list, it's filled with tunes like Kokomo by the Beach Boys, Rave On by John Cougar Mellencamp, Hippie Hippie Shake by the Georgia Satellites, and Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. Let me tell you, it created a beautifully strange dissonance to onlookers and listeners. 
But the one song which will forever put me back in the Jeepster with Milty, tooling around town, aiming for puddles, and hoping the steering wouldn't go out again, is this song, Tutti Fruity by Little Richard, screaming out of the woofers, mids, and tweeters. I'm Mike Canary. Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. You're a musical artist, and you have a fascinating house that people would so, probably love to come and so look at. So you're saying let more people know how crazy this yeah, is. Oh, absolutely. Right, yeah, absolutely. No, I'd Th- capitalize on it. Doing this out loud is bad enough. <laughs> <laughs>